I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. Um, I mean, it's just more question you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. <laughs> I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gents. Episode number 28. No, 29. 29. I got it wrong. And three quarters. And three quarters. Um, everybody say hi to Hayden. He's back on the podcast. It's been a minute. Yay. I'm no longer sick and dying and, and busy with literally everything. True. And he's got a large beard and it looks great. Yeah, I haven't shaved it since the end of August. So it's just going and going. <laughs> I just barely shaved my mustache today in fact wait you had a mustache i had a proper mustache i sent you a pic you seen a pic. dude you saw the one i had right i, could, I can curl it up oh now. yes yes <laughs> yeah, i just seen my mustache today yeah. and now i'm oh, just yeah. back to the stubble beard going on which is nice um i missed the mustache that was fun i did it for like a month it was yeah. a good, good check experience. this out dang i'm, I'm telling you that's a nice did you ever mustache. see it so good all right ladies and gents we gotta jump right into it because we had some awful technical issues and i am extremely pissed off but we're just gonna be cheery and happy as it gets um we have an awesome guest returning to the podcast a couple of i guess months ago at this point a couple months ago we had my boy sebastian here sebastian seville is it Seville? Seville, yep. Okay, that's what right. they call me, I okay. guess. So <laughs> That's what I've been known as. Um, we have Sebastian Seville, and he was on the episode where we did Let's Rise Together with Rise Academy. Um, him and his a couple of his friends and a couple of his colleagues started a company. The last time we talked about them, they were just in the very early stages. And this is exciting because we have them back to discuss... Now you guys have gone on a lot further, which is really cool. Yep. And so I guess just... Off the top of your head, what are some of the biggest changes from the last time that we met when you guys were just getting started to where you're at now? Because when we when we met the first time, you guys like just launched your website like the day before. Yeah. <laughs> and so now it's you like guys, brand new. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so I'm seeing everything on Instagram. It looks awesome. And so best things that have happened since then. Yes, yeah, so we couple of big things we've had a restructure in the company and change in partnership so when we first spoke we had josh and austin yeah josh is still a part of it austin's out and we brought on the muscle keaton mm-hmm. hoskins which was really the game changer yeah for us as a company um and then we went from just doing coaching and mentoring more into the automation space mm-hmm. so people invest with us and we go build their businesses for them basically. oh dope. Mm-hmm. cool and i have seen just on your guys's different instagram stories so far a lot of um customers have had a ton of success Mm -hmm. dang yeah i mean we're still new so no one's where they want to be but we're on the right track yeah which is good hey i don't know when you're where you want to be because i thought i was where (laughs) i wanted to be today and then an hour later (laughs) we finally get started (laughs) um i want to ask you a little bit about that throughout this process um I have just seen a lot of cool things, Mm -hmm. but I know that when it comes to starting a business and when it comes to getting stuff done, there's a lot of shias behind the screen that nobody ever knows about. Um, For example, today, our shias behind the screen is this audio issues that we're having, which done been pissing me off. But for you guys, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've had getting to where you're at now what are some of the biggest challenges the things that people don't see what has that been like 
I think the biggest thing is infrastructure mm. on it. Like we kind of went into a blind, just yeah. hoping and wishing it would work. And then when it started to work, we didn't have everything built out internally to handle what we needed to handle. So we ran into a lot of roadblocks, um, had issues with clients just because we couldn't fulfill on our end. Hmm. Uh, so a lot of it was just infrastructure, which is the most stressful part yeah. with the company. Yeah. How does that even work? What do you mean? Like, how do you get the infrastructure set up? And what is the, you, what is the yeah. structure of your company? What does it look like? How do you manage it? What are you providing to people? Yeah. So that's a two part question right. on it. So the infrastructure, as far as getting people from once we sold them through that whole process and yeah. being successful, a lot of it was just meeting with other successful entrepreneurs kind of in our space to learn what they were doing, getting softwares in place, hmm. phone systems, just, everything and CRMs because that was a big thing when we closed a deal we were just using like a Google Docs form for oh, a yeah. long time okay. and so there was a lot of miscommunication there were deals that got dropped through the cracks so it was getting mm. those type of softwares so we could all connect because our company is just a middleman yeah. right and then right. we I don't like using the word outsource but we have partnerships like fulfillment partners that take over the deal once it's closed but we had a lot of people that like fall through the crack through that transition mm. And so that's where softwares were yeah. a big thing for and us. And that sucks because when you don't have any idea, like you've never done it before, it's yeah. just test, trial, and error, which is so annoying. But I feel like it's necessary. Um, what are kind of like in that process for you when people start off? Sorry, I just prefaced a lot. You're good, <laughs> so yeah. Let me just preface. <laughs> um, a lot of people that want to start a company or that have started a company they don't realize how much trial and error it actually does require. I've heard that over my life and like a hundred billion times and I just never clicked until mm -hmm. I started doing stuff. And then I'm like, wow, there's a lot of trial and error and sometimes it's a little embarrassing. And so for you, how do you, I guess, how do you use that and, and keep moving forward? How do you go through trials and be like, no, don't, it doesn't matter. Sure, it sucked. I'm not going to quit though. We're going to keep going. How do you find the motivation to be able to do that? That's a really good question. I think for us, when we started it, it was a no fail mentality going into it. Because mm. me and one of the partners, Josh, have started other stuff before that it would go good, good, and then we'd hit some failures and then just give up. Right. So this one was like, no looking back, learn from the failure, pivot as fast as you can, mm. and just keep going. Right. And I think once you get to the point where you have enough people relying on you, like we have employees now, the partners that are relying on us, all these people, we have to we can't give up, yeah. right? Because if we fail us, we fail them. Mm. And they're the most important part. Clients come first, but like internally, I think that's our motivation is keeping food on the table for the team. Totally. Mm -hmm. So I guess a question for you, what kind of culture have you created or are trying to create in your company that kind of mimics this ideology that you have? Um, people first, putting clients and people first, mm. and then from there building a family internally. Like we're, we're all just, no one's better than the next person, right? Like I'm the CEO, but my assistant is just as important right. in how that all operates. And I think when you can build something where everyone feels like they're not a number, but an, an important key factor to it, you have a good environment. So how do you do that? How do you make people feel that they're, they're more important than just a statistic or just a job title? I'm still learning that. I think we're all still <laughs> Fair. going through it. I, yep. I don't know the right answer on that. I think it's... Um, best idea always wins. So if someone has a good idea, like don't be fearful to bring that idea to the table. Mm. And then we make sure that they feel heard. I think that's the important thing. Yeah. 
and we mess up on it, dude. Like, I get pissed off at my guys sometimes. <laughs> sure. Like, it happens, but we try to avoid it as much as possible. It's just a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's tough because from your guys' aspect, you guys, in a sense, the culture that you create within your company is the same culture that you're kind of trying to preach to the clients that you guys bring on because they have to adapt to those same skills, capabilities to be able to do the things that you guys are doing. Because remind me all of the aspects that you guys do because I know you do like a physical side you do business side remind me all of those yeah so there's on the automation side so we do Amazon automation Airbnb automation Shopify um, Airbnb did I already say Airbnb no yeah yeah. it's Facebook automation and then an epoxy automation and we have an exotic car rental Mm. automation that's coming out so it's on the automation. That is more they bring the money to the table. We go do all the work, right? Yeah. And then there's the coaching side, which is real estate coaching, digital assets, sales coaching, and uh, day trading coaching. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a lot of big stuff. Yeah. That's but to answer of- your question, because that's going to be more on the coaching yeah. side of things. We don't put a lot of emphasis into this, but our fulfillment partners do on mindset. So mm. once, like, if you go into real estate coaching with Brody, Brody is like hardcore on like mindset, manifesting, meditation, yeah, like journaling, like all those things that keep you on track for the goal that you want. Yeah, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Very. I um I told you I'm doing I'm starting to do speaking. Yes. Yeah, and cool. my main thing as well is, I guess with all of this and I and I want to tie it in with you specifically and how things have been going, seeing the progress over time. Um. For me, I came to realize, I was sitting there trying to figure out what do I want to speak about and who do I want to speak to. And it's a real, it's, it humbled me big time. I had no idea. And I had an idea, but then I was like, I just want to speak to the whole world. But it's like, ah, it doesn't really work like that usually. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody's so different. And so I started looking into the people that I really like. And at first they were like, find people who are kind of at the same level as you. And the people I found were like Kobe Bryant, Jordan Peterson, (laughs) like all these super awesome guys. (laughs) And But the one thing I realized that I liked from all of them and what I like from you guys and the things that you do is that it's not just simple behavior changes, but you guys teach a mindset change, meaning you're teaching people how to change the way they think about their situation rather than just saying, hey, do A, B, and C, and your situation will be better. But it helps adjust their situation in their mind in order to help them I guess, see it on a different level, view it on a different scape than just a behavioralistic level. Mm -hmm. And so when I go speak to people, it's kind of that same idea of, I don't want to come here and teach you guys behaviors like, hey, wake up and write in your journal every day. As much as those things can help and they do benefit, internally you have to make a decision that changes things. And so that's a big, big preface to something else I'm going to ask. And so for you, in your aspect, because you guys are on the rise, which, I mean, pun intended there, (laughs) you guys are on the rise, how do you take that knowledge from inside of yourself? Where was your moment where you changed your mindset rather than just simple behaviors? Like you said, you and Josh had certain things you guys tried to start up, but you hit a roadblock and it stopped. And so for you with Rise Academy, aside from just wanting not to let down your customers, how did you, inside of your mind, be like, this is how I'm going to do this, and this is how we're going to get things done? I guess, what is your mindset with it all? That was a long question. I'm sorry. That's a, no, that's a great question, dude. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to answer this. 
because there's multiple facets to that. Um, I think the mindset initially was just like, we were just sick of the situation we were in, right? It's like either make a change and hopefully it works out or we just stay stuck in this rut working nine to five jobs. And we were doing well, like I had a six figure income. So it's not like we were doing bad in life, but we're just sick of having people tell us what we have to do, Mm. having to ask for time off. I'm a part-time single dad, so I have my daughter half the time. And so I'd have to send her to daycare or to a nanny. I wanted to be more involved in her life. So I think the mindset was just do it. Mm. Like the Kobe Bryant, or not Kobe Bryant, um, Nike. Yeah. To just do it. Just do it. And the Mamba mentality, that's the Kobe Bryant. Um, I think that's what it is. And I think that's different for every person. Mm. Right, because when you're talking about like the ABC, like follow these steps and you'll have success. Yeah, everyone's path is different, right? Mm-hmm. What works for me is not going to work for you. The mentality, I think, is the important part. As long as right. you can have the mentality, but the steps to get there are going to be different for every person. Yeah, is that? I hope I answered no, it. No, no, that that is yeah. right along, and that's going. That goes in the perfect direction. I love this stuff. Um, for me, hmm, let's see how I could phrase this. I guess. Along those same lines, with Rise Academy, hmm, 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 this is a big question, <laughs> so just be prepped, listen hard. Along those same lines with Rise Academy, how do you guys, I, we somewhat asked this, but how do you guys ultimately instill this within the people that join your guys' program? How do you help them to be able to see that change rather than just saying, here's a couple things that we can help you with, but here's a way that you can just change the way you look at this situation. How do you teach them a mindset change rather than just behaviors? It's all circumstantial depending on the person because everyone's going to be different. Yeah. And again, it also depends on what they're, they're investing into with us because we don't put a lot of mindset focus on if you're investing into like Amazon automation, hmm. like essentially they invest with us and then we go do all the work and we talk to them once every couple months yeah, just to give them an update. So much like the coaching yeah. side. Yeah. Um, when you go into like Kevin, so Kevin's our sales coaching guy where if you've been in sales, you know, like that's all mental. It's the mental yeah. Olympics. And so he puts a lot of emphasis on, I think, I think his biggest one is the uh, gratitude. I think mm. once you can get down the gratitude side, mm. mindset is much easier to shift, right? Because then you're happy with what you have and accept. I think acceptance is a big thing too, yeah. right? Acceptance of your situation and that once you can accept it, you're not pissed off about whatever BS is going on in life. Yeah. You just accept it. I think that's where you can move on and start to change the mindset. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, on that? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, it seems as if that's kind of been your life. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this earlier when we were talking, but the last time that we met, you talked about you once had like drug addictions mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden had this big change. Was your same situation, the way you got out of that and now are on the track that you're on, was that the, you came to realization, this is where I'm at and this is where I want to be and those aren't aligning. <laughs> is that how that happened or how did you yeah. overcome such things? Yeah, very different situations yeah. on it, right? Um, but yeah, so like on the drug addiction, mine was painkillers it's like Mm. oxycodone yeah and stuff like that um it was on christmas and i was with my whole family and i was 100 percent zoned out Mm. didn't remember like any of the conversations and that's when i was like i have no relationship with anyone whether it was my family friends relationships like 
it was such a facade that I put on. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the real me. Like there was no real connection. So for that, I just had to make a change. And that was the same thing. Again, completely different circumstances, but same thing with me and Josh is we just had to make a switch that yeah. we weren't happy with where we're at. So I have to do something different. Dang, that's really cool. Yeah. And it's not that hard, really. Like mm-hmm. most people think it's hard, but I think when you hit what they call rock bottom, which whatever that means, it's just you get to a point where it's like, I have to do something different and that yeah. change is easy. Yeah. But it has to be on you and not someone else telling you. You mm. have to make the change. 100%. Mm-hmm. I feel like up until you tell yourself it, you haven't hit rock bottom. If other people are still telling you it, you haven't hit it yet because you should be telling yourself it yeah. if you're at rock bottom. <laughs> well, no, you look at most addicts. Most addicts go to rehab not based on them wanting to go, but family or friends, whatever, pushing right. them. Mm-hmm. They always come back out and relapse. It's the ones that go there for their own purpose. No one's telling them to do it. Yeah. Usually... You know, hopefully we'll stay clean or sober after that. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it just ties in with what we were saying earlier as far as it's just the mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's a simple change. It's I like that you say it's honestly not hard because when you put it down into, I guess, a very, very clear and logical thought process, mm-hmm. you're like, it's really not hard. All I have to do is a very few simple things. It's really just the tendencies that we have, the addictions that we have that make it seem hard, right? So it's like if I'm trying to quit smoking, the task at hand is to just not buy cigarettes and don't smoke. Mm -hmm. However, the addiction itself is what draws me to that. Aside from addiction, what what do you think is the actual issue? Like what deep down makes that person not want to do it? Like I know there's the notion of learned helplessness, right, where you just – comfortable with whatever's going on you're like ah it's fine like i'll just i i know this sorrow i know this pain and i'm comfortable staying in it but why do you think aside from that like why do you think people stay in that situation rather than getting the help even though they know that there is light at the end of the tunnel they know the steps that they probably could take but why did they decide to stay hmm. are you asking me that both of you i guess um, yeah you go first please. so it's uh i'm trying to think of the word it has to do with the connections in the brain on it and so and you learn this like a lot of depression or anxiety whatever you want to look at starts at a young age right and it's these connectors that you start to build in the brain that don't go away so it's like with addiction Mm. or or depression or like happiness or sadness there's a trigger that happens within the brain and that's why the biggest to stop smoking is figure out like what's triggering me to want to smoke in this moment like the events leading up to it or the event and the emotion gotcha yeah right so the event creates the emotion which creates the action and so you have but you have to go down to the event and find out what the event that's causing the emotion the triggers yeah so it goes down to like a micro just scientific stuff i don't know like the terminology <laughs> of it but we're There's all scientists here 100 percent something in your brain that clicks yeah. and 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 it provides well it releases of course the ideas and and the dopamines in your brain that you're naturally attracted mm-hmm. to so you're like oh smoking dopamine start to go through your brain so you are naturally attracted to that so on and so yep. forth um, for me, if I've ever struggled with something that's like a habit that I can't break, like sometimes I just, I have to do something. The other day I was trying to get some speaking stuff done and mm-hmm. I was just for, keep, you hop on your phone. You have no purpose to, you hop on your phone, start scrolling. And You're I'm bored. Like, Why am I here? Why, what am I doing? I got some other stuff to do. So eventually I just threw my phone across the room and you have to make those changes but it's almost a level of comfort. It's just like, oh, my brain naturally knows if I don't have anything in my mind right now, it automatically turns to something that's in my mind. Mm-hmm. And it, I guess it's similar in all those aspects. 
Um, I guess the reason I kind of turned the conversation this way is because I just, I like getting to know just you and, and it's cool to see the way that business is really awesome to me. So it's cool to see the way that you've been able to go with something, stick with it and learn from these past experiences and that's helped you with where you're at today. I guess transitioning back to Rise over the last couple months since we've last talked, what I got two questions for you. Mm -hmm. What are some of the biggest accomplishments and successes that you guys have had? Um, just so we can get you hyped up. Um, but then as well, I guess, how do you recognize, celebrate, but then keep your mindset strong during those accomplishments? That's a good one. You got those good <laughs> questions. <laughs> Try <my> um, <laughs> so biggest accomplishments. I think one, the evaluation of our company was like a big milestone for us. Like we went from yeah. starting a company to a basically a multi-million dollar company in four months, mm. right? Which was huge. But beyond that, I think it was the, my greatest success has been the relationships we've been able to build because of it. Like we hang out with, I was just with Ed Milet and Andy Priscilla, Bradley, yeah. just all kicking it with them. And like, these are people I looked up to a year ago yeah. that you would never think that you'd get to meet. Right. And I get to just go hang out with them mm. in a room. Um, and I've learned more from them in those short times than anything from school mm -hmm. or like seminars are cool. And I believe like you should go to seminars, but when you can sit there like one-on-one -on -one with someone, you learn a lot more. So okay. I think that's been my greatest success is being able to, the network that I've been able to get into. And then what was the other question? And so along with those successes, oh, what keeps me going? Yes, exactly. After? Like how do you stay? strong even though it's like oh we're doing good let's just chill <laughs> yeah it's the people in mm -hmm. the company yeah because i want them all to succeed so the more that we can grow the company mm -hmm. the more like my sales guys have opportunity to create more income with us and then go build something for themselves right and so again this is where i say put people first mm -hmm. if you can focus on people at all it doesn't mean that it's all sunshine and rainbows like it sucked there's yeah. been days that i wanted to quit two days ago oh, going through yeah. some stuff and i get it though but if you put them first, I think that's where you can keep the motivation. When people hear this, this is something I really want to get across people's minds because it's getting across to my mind right now because mm -hmm. I felt the same way. Just the other day, I was getting pissed off about the whole speaking <laughs> situation and just not being able to figure certain things out and you're like embarrassed, but you keep going. And so people that listen to this, I just want them to understand like 100% two days ago, you're like, I'm going through some crap this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. But then people are like, wait, but didn't he just say this is a multi-million dollar company within such a short amount? Isn't that so awesome? People don't realize that behind the scenes, there's so many difficulties and so many challenges that come up. And you've kind of already answered this question. I might just ask it again, just to emphasize to everybody. Yeah, How do you maintain, keep going aside from the people, aside from all this other stuff, when you're in those situations where it's like, we are having a lot of success, however, I do feel like I want to quit. What keeps you going? What makes you wake up in the morning and just say, I'm just going to do it? Well, again, it's the same, man. Like, people yep. first, right? Like, because they rely on us, mm -hmm. right? They have families and stuff. Um, and then, I don't know, I think we've just come so far that we'd be doing ourselves a disservice if we gave mm. up. Mm. Now again, dude, it's like a daily thing where I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. We're going through some stuff right now. I was just on the phone with my partner, Josh, before coming down here. Yeah. And we were talking about the same thing as like, it'd just be so easy to 
walk away. Cut our losses, sell our ownership, mm. and then just walk away. But we didn't build it for – we obviously built it for the money partially. But the rest is like it's our baby now. Yeah. Right? We put blood, sweat, and tears into it. And, and people can say like it's crazy that we went from where we went zero to a multi-million dollar company. That doesn't mean that we're – I don't have a million in the bank. Right, right. right? I wish right. I did. But it's just the valuation. Yeah, it's yeah. just the evaluation of the company. But you get to a point, and I think most entrepreneurs that start to have success will tell you this, is that it doesn't become about the money anymore, mm-hmm. right? It's the it's a game. Yeah. It becomes more of a game, yeah. right? If you play sports, you understand. Like, I don't know. Did you play football? Yeah, play basketball. Basketball, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there were times you wanted to give up, but the passion of the game yeah. and getting better at it is what kept you going. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what it is. Well, it, it's just cool to see the way that, like you said, before you started this, it's not like you were like bad off. You had a really right. good job mm-hmm. and you're making good money still. Um, but there's just certain aspects of you that hadn't been shown where you were. And that's one thing for me is like, yeah, I could go work somewhere that pays me really well, but my potential and the things that I am passionate about are so limited there. And it sucks. Yeah. And, it's, and it's the worst in all honesty. I'll do it because, you know, certain people need to be provided for. Depends on the time. But at the same time, I have to chase something else. Otherwise, I'll lose my mind. I don't know how some people can do it where they're just going to a job where they did that they don't like. Mm -hmm. That's like, that sucks. I've had those experiences. In all honesty, I do sales because I am pretty good at sales. (laughs) But I don't like doing sales. But I'll do it because I'm decent at it and it's provided me for, for the time being. But when you have something that you are passionate about and that you see yourself progressing in and see yourself doing better in, that's what you want to chase. Mm-hmm. I was telling Amelia, I was like, I would rather do podcasting. As obviously, you can't because you know eventually you'll run out of money. But <laughs> I was like, I would rather do podcasting full time for free than go work a job that I didn't like that paid me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Because it gets to a point where it's like, what is this benefiting me? What is this teaching me? What is all of my skills and talents that I've acquired over life are just dwindled and it's just boring mm-hmm. Hayden's nodding his head because he feels me on this big time you're just like absolutely I can't. it's so annoying well I was talking to a career advisor which is like why would you be doing that if you're studying entrepreneurship and you want to start your own thing and do all these it's like <laughs> yeah. why are you asking for career advice and what he said is like sometimes you do just have to do the boring old stuff just so that you can fund your passions essentially right right like if you make if you make enough money to be comfortable right then you can kind of do whatever you'd like mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're going to enjoy the work that you're doing right like doing sales you do sales all all the time but once you get to a certain point when like it doesn't have to be your main focus that's when you can do that and focus on your family you can focus on significant others on your side hobbies if you're starting another business or doing like a little fun thing on the side yep. right but you have something that's stable at least to start out with right like I know people will always be like, oh, I quit my job, my full-time job, like just a year too soon or a couple months too soon before we really hit it big. Um, and so I think as much as we hate it, like it is important to learn those skills and to learn the patience to like hate life <laughs> so you can fund a life that you semi-like. But no, like you were saying, like it's, it's tricky and it sucks. I think to piggyback off of that, I think most people nowadays want an overnight success. Yeah. Right. And we kind of had it. We were fortunate and we know that we hit some luck. We got Keaton on, but 
dude, I think there's something great about going through the grind, yeah. whether it's six months or two years at a crap sales job, which it's funny because I agree with you. Like I have a love hate with sales. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started a sales company. So like, I can never <laughs> leave it. But like, I didn't love what I was doing, but it gave, put me in the position where financially we could go do other things. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I just wanted to piggyback off that. <laughs> no, degree, yeah. And I'll piggyback off of that. Yeah. Um, so I guess eventually you guys, cause you guys were doing that. Like you were saying, Josh, when he was working with me, half his time at work he was just talking to you about yeah. the business mm-hmm. which is so funny um but for for you guys you guys started that way when was it and how were you able to make the switch of like all right let's put all the eggs in the basket and let's go for it because you have to take risks eventually so what got yeah. you guys to that point we just went all in yeah do we both quit like i quit and just went all in yeah so i'm the that's why i, I listen to the full sun podcast yeah i'm contradicting <laughs> what i'm saying about like keep working while you build something because i we, yeah we just went all in yeah on it um we're in a unique position though because i have a large sales background i've been vp of sales for companies before so yeah. for me it was like okay let's take this risk mm. and if it doesn't work out I can, I can always go back to selling yeah right and so yeah no i think right, like yeah <laughs> What I was listening to, I think it was like Simon Sinek. And he's like, one of the biggest issues with our generation is like you were saying, we want overnight successes. Mm-hmm. Like we'll give something six months of our time and we're like, okay, we're done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. whereas a lot of the people that are in wealth now mm-hmm. with some exceptions, obviously they just keep going and going and going. And it's not until they're 15, 20, 30 years down the road where they've made it big and they can actually enjoy themselves yes that sucks right because you could do that now in your 20s by selling farts in a jar right but like (laughs) (laughs) literally you could do anything to make money which is crazy but at the same time we don't stick to it long enough where it's actually a value to us yeah we're too nervous or we get too bored because same thing like we just would rather pull out our phone and just even though we have nothing to do on it we're like i'm bored Pull up phone. Oh, this is great. Play a little game. And then 10 hours later, you're like, what have I done? Yeah. Wasted so much time. Right. Watching too many videos. Yeah. And the time's going to go by no matter what. Yeah. So mm. it's like, why not give it your all? And even if you fail, do you learn? Failure is fake, right? Because you yeah. learn so much. It's a myth. Yeah. What, what me and Josh have learned from other companies that we tried to start is what I think also allowed us to have the success we had with Rise. Because mm. we went through, like, we knew things to avoid different like aspects to business that we had failures because of those in the past we could avoid into this one so maybe you do two years with a company right. and it doesn't go where you want it to go but the principles that you learn especially the grit that you learn from doing it you go into something else hmm. you have a much higher chance of succeeding on that because you went through the grit right of that like two years with the prior company you know? i had i had a mentor he always would say to me i came to him one time and i was just telling him said, listen, right now, I just don't like the job that I have. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm doing it, and I'm trying my best, but I just hate it. <laughs> and he said something to me that I've applied to everywhere I go now. He said, work every single job as if it's the reason you get the next job. And I was mm-hmm. like, ah, I guess I like that. <laughs> yep. So I started, I started kind of adopting that mentality where it's like, take every little experience as if it's an experience that's going to lead you to help you in the next thing. Just like you're saying with you and Josh, you took failed experiments and Mm -hmm. saw, okay, now I can do this. 
And in my life, just right at this moment, I've done the same thing where I've been able to look back and see, okay, this is where I failed. This is where I've messed up. But I'm able to take lessons from all of those and move forward. Or like looking at a job and being, maybe I don't like this job, but what about my boss's job or his boss's job, Mm. right? Like there's different things within companies if you're going that route Mm -hmm. that you can do, right? Maybe your assistant gets bored and she's like, but maybe I'd like to try that. that (laughs) Don't do that. You love it. You love it. He was actually just, he's in love with you. Who? You. <laughs> oh, with my assistant? Yeah. Not actually. No, no, I know, I know. She saved my life. You but, do everything. Yeah. <laughs> but she's He great. was praising you to high heavens, if you're listening. Um, no, I, it's true. I think I like what you're saying is just be the best. Even if you hate the job, be the best one there. Mm. And you build, I think that's more than the mental. Yeah. You build that mental strength. I don't know if that's the right word, but. Well, just a mental change, ultimately. Yeah, just, just like, like, I'm going to be the best no matter what I do. Yeah. Do your job so that they don't see you as replaceable. 100%. Right? Don't just do your job. Which, yeah. all of these principles are exactly what life must go on is all about. It's obviously a different aspect, but it ties in where life must go on. I like that you said, time still goes, so mm-hmm. might as well do something with it. And with life must go on, it's like we all go through these challenges, whether it's in a career, whether it's physical challenges, whether it's, you know, mental challenges, whatever it is, you have to take whatever is there. It's like time's going to go on either with you or without you. And Mm -hmm. so take what you do have now, buck up just a little bit and uh, take every single lesson along the ride so that when the next challenge comes, when the next trial comes, you are able to you just have so many more tools for it. You're so much more equipped for it because of what you were doing before. Whereas if I go through a challenge and I just didn't learn anything from it, then when another challenge comes up, which they will, which they always do, when another challenge comes up, it's just like I'm so shorthanded now because I didn't take anything from the last experience that I went through. Um, It sounds like for you, a part of what's helping you keep going ultimately is taking on a healthy... A healthy form of responsibility, which I'm a huge fan of because I think that people with zero responsibility, zero tasks, are just, in a sense, failures. And I don't mean to be mean to nobody (laughs) or or come down on anybody, but if you don't have any form of responsibility, what are you learning? Mm -hmm. And so for you, how do you view responsibility? Do you view it as like, oh, this is just a burden or this is something that's just going to push me? I, that's a rhetorical question, really, but I just want yeah. to hear your thoughts. Will you clarify the question? What about what exactly you're looking <laughs> yeah, sorry, for? This I one? Horrible. <laughs> um, it wasn't that bad, <laughs> but um, <laughs> for you, when it comes down to like, because it sounds like responsibility is what kind of pushes you through, because you're like, okay, I'm responsible for A, B, and C, these many people, mm-hmm. and so for my actions, my actions affect them. And so when you view responsibility, how do you view it in a positive manner rather than responsibility being a burden like a lot of people view it as? A lot of people are like, I don't want to be a dad because it's too much responsibility or I don't want to go to work because it's too much responsibility. How do you view it as a benefit rather than a negative? That's a tough one to <laughs> answer because I can say there's some responsibilities that I don't want. Oh, right? You course. know what I mean? Of course. Um, one, I think you got to start with the responsibility of like your own life before you can even look at any of those other things. Like we are where we're at right now because of decisions that we've made, right? So you have to take responsibility 
if you love your life, it's because you made decisions the last five years to make it so you love your life and vice versa. Right. So I think it's taking those responsibilities first. And once you can be true to yourself and responsible to your own happiness, it becomes much easier to take on the other responsibilities. Hmm. Right. If you're true to you, those are, I think, much easier. People that don't want the responsibility of like, I don't know, that one's such a tough one to answer. You're right. Because like, hmm. I don't want some responsibilities with what I do. I just have to do them because people rely on on us right so I don't know the best way to answer that how would you guys answer that well I guess I was thinking more of a different way to rephrase the question like how are you able to see or yeah it is a hard question it's like <laughs> how, how would you see it it's such a catch-22 how would you see, right <laughs> yeah. how would you see responsibility not as a burden because yeah there's there's responsibilities you don't like and we all have those we're like I hate doing this how, how do you think people can see that as not a burden? If you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I, no. I know. Yeah, I do know what you're saying. I, yeah, I, take, everyone take I time to a, think. I have a metaphor. I have a metaphor. Okay. Um, that's in, it's in a video from church. <laughs> it's, um, it's the idea of, okay, so there's a guy. This is a cool metaphor. I really like this metaphor. And this is the way I try to view it. There's a guy who goes up into the mountains with his truck to get firewood. And while he's up in the mountains, his truck gets stuck in the snow. And he's like, well, crap. He's like, okay, well, while I'm stuck in the snow, let me at least figure out something that I can do to keep myself busy, keep myself from freezing, right? He's like, okay, so I'm going to go outside and start chopping down wood. So he starts chopping wood for the firewood, starts loading it into the back of the truck, gets back into his truck, and he's like, okay. Might as well try it again. Might as well try it again, right? Let's see if we can get out of the snow. Turns on the truck and is able to get out of the snow because his tires weren't spinning out because of the weight that was in the back of the truck. And so in a sense, it's like adding responsibility in life sometimes does not leave us spinning out and being kind of stagnant, but it gives us the traction necessary to be able to move forward. And so it's like, even if this responsibility kind of sucks, like chopping down wood, it's not very fun. <laughs> I mean, maybe, some people, months, maybe some people enjoy it. Not for me. So there's, there's a YouTuber making millions off yeah, of that. Right, right. So let's say for me, I don't like chopping down wood. And so if I'm to chop down wood, that's like, those are the things that I don't want to do. But because I did it, it's given me enough traction to make it through whatever challenge I'm stuck in at the moment. If that makes any sense. Yeah. No, I love that one. Mm, that's good. Actually, I like yeah, that one a lot. That one's super good because no successful person goes through to get success. And it doesn't even have to be money. It can be like going to the gym, right? Like right. having the responsibility of going to the gym, eating right every single day. Like no one truly is passionate about that. I don't know a single person I don't that like is. waking up early, but I'll do it, right? <laughs> I won't but do it, it. But it gets them to where they want to be right. on it. And then there's true happiness at the end of that, mm. right? Because you accomplish that goal. So I think to go off of that you need the responsibilities on you to grow right and then with growth comes more opportunity and more success and whatever it is it doesn't have to be money Boom. Boom. Mm -hmm. dang we tied that together nicely i like yeah. that that was, it was a struggle for a second <laughs> figured it out just have to rephrase the question <laughs> well you were just like all of a sudden you pause and you think about all your responsibilities you're like yeah maybe there's no good way to look at it <laughs> seriously there was i was like trying to run through them I'm like oh i don't like doing this i have no positive outlook on this responsibility <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, what time are we at, babe? 7.50. 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Okay. And you got to get going soon? Yeah. Okay. However long. Okay. We can keep going for a minute. Perfect. Um, and I can cut this part out, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh, 
I I like looking at all of these aspects because these are things that you have probably used and applied, whether you notice it or not, right? Like, oh, I didn't realize maybe my responsibilities are benefiting me, right? So it's like, I love looking at all of these aspects because these are the things necessary to be able to have success. And I assume that everybody on your team, the people that you surround yourself with, they all have this mentality um, because it's hard to be successful without these attributes. If you can't look at the negatives as positives, life's going to be really hard in any situation, whether it's like we're saying a career challenges you go through you know any form of difficulty if you can't look at the negatives as a positive then it's going to be a whole heck of a lot harder for you to be able to make it through that challenge and to be able to be something more than just what you are i look at hayden's situation and it's like you have to take a lot of there's a lot of negative right a lot so it's like how do you i guess question for you hayden as we're segueing how do you look at the negatives as a positive in in your life um yeah, I mean, I still see them as negatives. Like they still suck. <laughs> well, right. Reality, I, I, reality. I don't see. I don't, I wouldn't say I see my negatives as positives. Rather, as we were talking about mindset, I I'm just like, okay, this sucks. However, what can I be grateful for that's different mm-hmm. than those negatives? Like, yes, it sucks. Like I'm getting UTIs, or my shoulders killing me, or my body won't cool itself down and so i'm just dying of heat or whatever it may be right there's right. tons of things i can't reach the pan to make myself food <laughs> just stupid things right calls me over to reach his pan right all the way from wherever you're living now <laughs> but yeah it's more just seeing like okay well what do i have control over right what can i be positive about and i haven't done this recently and i really should cuz it was helpful but every <laughs> night i would just write this was my journaling. I did the most minimal thing I could do. So yeah, I'd at least you do did it. it. I don't do and it. And I would write like five things I was grateful for that day. And mm-hmm. I could look back and be like, oh, this is what I was grateful for. Oh, that's what actually happened that day. Mm-hmm. And what it did is it set me up for the following day as well. I know there's this mentor that I listen to and he says in his morning routine, he'll wake up. And you know how when you wake up, there's that like five, 10 minutes where you're like debating whether or not you get out of bed. <laughs> In those moments, what he does is he thinks about what he's grateful for. Because hmm. there's no better way to start your day than to be grateful for things. Because immediately you can think of like, oh, I have to do this today and this is exhausting and like I don't want to get out, I have to go to the gym, whatever. But if you think about the things you're grateful for, like that'll put a smile on your face. That'll make you excited and happy. And so just turning, I guess it's more not turning negatives into positives, but being like, okay, I have these negatives and that's okay. But there's more positives that outweigh that. There's a ratio where it's like, if you have three to one, so three positive things that happen to you, for every one negative thing that happens to you, you're gonna go up. But if it's even two to one, it's not enough. Hmm. So try to find things and only do things that make you positive. I don't watch the news anymore because I can't. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Even like, like, cause I used to watch a lot of like both liberal and conservative news just to try and get a balance of it. And it would just destroy me. You just get pissed off. And so I, I no longer watch them on YouTube and I no longer get the recommendations because I'll say not interested because it pisses me off. Mm. And like the things I'm seeing and the actually, because like we don't see it in real life. It's all online. You know what I mean? Mm. Like the things that we're angry about really aren't happening. It's such a small thing, but 
we think they're huge because they happen all over us. Mm-hmm. Mm. But sorry, that was my ramble. Was good ramble. That. There's a story, and I'm going to butcher this story, I'm sure. <laughs> um, That's what we're here for. We'll, to kind of we'll go on that, there's a, it was actually Dan Bilzerian. You know, mm. that, I heard it like on a podcast that he was on. Huh. But he talks about this farmer. So there's this farmer, and he's got a horse, right? Horse runs away, and all the neighboring farmers are like, hey, that's a bummer, whatever. This farmer just says, maybe. Like, maybe it's a bummer. Right. The next day, five horses come back. So now instead of having one, he's got five. Same people come, and they're like, well, that's amazing. And he's just like, yeah, maybe. (laughs) And then his son's working on one of the horses. Horse kicks him, breaks the kid's leg. Everyone says it's all sad, that's a bummer, whatever. And again, the farmer's like, maybe. Hmm. And that next day, the military comes and they're recruiting everyone, but because he broke his leg now, he can't go into the army, he can stay home with his family. So the moral of the story is just, you really don't know if it's a positive or negative outcome. Totally. And so you should never put too much energy into what that's gonna cause. Mindset, right? Yeah. It's like putting the word yet at the end of it's like man i suck at math it's like or i can't i'm really not i'm not good at math Mm -hmm. yet Mm. or man i am so bad at public speaking for now right or this course is so frustrating for now Mm. it's like you you can get better right we're all about progression yeah and yeah i was talking with my sister yesterday or two days ago and we're just talking about like mindset and the way to look at things. And instead of saying like, I'm not good at this yet or whatever it is, look at things as I love that this comes easy to me and I'm getting better at it Mm. just with everything that you do. Mm. Even if you suck, it's your first time doing it. I'm grateful. This comes easy to me. Right. Like this is really hard for me, but I'm excited to get better at it. Right. Well, they, they say not to use the word hard because then it subconsciously interesting. I love that this is easy for me. Right. And then as you keep, I mean, it takes time. Or I love that I'm learning this. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. If you can put a positive to anything, then, then you, if you go to work, right, that you'll see, especially in sales, you know, this is, you look at the top people, 99% of the time, those top people always just look at the job as easy. Yeah. Like they say it's grinding. Like you have to grind. I work hard. But when you watch them, it just all comes easy. Mm. Like and their mindset behind it is what creates that. Crazy. Hmm. Yeah. I really, really like that. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because Shout out to Rosanna. Rosanna. Love you dearly. There you go. Love you dearly, Rosanna. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true because even when, I, when I'm scheduling people for the podcast, when I'm working on my speaking classes, when I'm doing all these different things, I'm like, man, some of this stuff just sucks and some of it really bothers me. And then instantly negative connotation to it. Yep. But when I pause and I'm like, a couple months ago, I would have been so happy for myself that I was doing this. And so mm-hmm. I pause and I'm like, wait, this is good. And then doing that same thing where I'm like, I am so glad that I have the opportunity to do something that I set out to do a while ago. And it changes it all. And all of a sudden I'm like seeing things the way it, it actually is. Yep. Rather than letting the, the voices get to you. I like to look at it coming down to three different things. And for me, it's first, it is the, just the principle of the truth is what sets you free. When you pause and you realize, okay, where am I at? And when you internalize the truth of it, right? So like for me, it's like, okay, I'm actually here recording a podcast right now with some of my, some of my homies, right? Like mm-hmm. how great is that? When I pause and realize that that's the truth, then my mindset's there. Then it's recognizing who you are. Once you recognize your truth, where you're at, and then you realize who you are, 
my name is Miles Flake, yada, yada, yada. It leads you to where you want to be. And so if I'm able to do those three things every single day, it's every decision that I make is for me. It's not, it's not determined by anybody else's thoughts. It's not determined by anybody else's opinions, but it's determined by me. And it helps me to be able to succeed in whatever I'm doing. Whether it's hard, whether it sucks, whatever, I'm like, okay, here's this experience. Maybe it's hard, right? But rather than using that term, it's like, this is an experience that I've been looking for my whole life, and now I'm finally here doing it. Okay. That kind of helps me see who am I. I'm Monson Flake. I've set out to do this a long time ago. Let's go. And then it leads me to the where, wherever I need to be, and it leads me to the places I need to be. If I can do those three things, if you guys can do those three things, it really, really does change the view of it. And I think, like, Sebastian, I look up to you in the aspect of all these principles you have to do at Rise every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's so cool, and it's been so awesome to be able to see you guys from the beginning to, to now, just seeing, like, oh, wow, they're doing this whole thing, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of in the whole same situation of trying to figure stuff out and, like, being able to look at you guys and not compare because everybody's situation is different, but just being able to see and, and be a part of it, it's just been cool. So it's really cool that you – I'm just hyping you up. I'm just going to give you a big hype. <laughs> it's really cool that you've been sticking with it because – had we have been on the podcast a couple months ago and then been where we're at right now, and if you guys had been just so slacking and so lame, I mean, how lame would this podcast be? <laughs> I wouldn't be on here. I would, I'm sure I'd be like, nah, don't come, man. Don't come. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so just being able to make this mindset change that, that, you've, that you've made and continue to make, it's just really cool to see the progress going on. And it's cool to see the progress with, uh, with Rise. Yeah, and I hope appreciate it. you guys continue to excel. I think it's awesome. Um, I think that, that that's a good note to end on and, and probably a good time too. Um, unless you gentlemen have anything else to add right before we close up. No, I'm, I'm all good. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, my boy. I know. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah, this is fun. And we got to have you back again. I'm telling you, there's a I lot know. of questions, a lot of questions. We I, was, will. I was trying to intertwine them both today. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole different subject though. If you go down like the It's true. It's the true. Drug addiction rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> so cool though. One day it'll come. Yeah. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um everybody, as always, listen to all the other episodes. Um and as well, remember to subscribe. Like and subscribe, all that good stuff. And subscribe, subscribe in the meaning of I have subscription episodes available only to those who subscribe and they're short snippets, five to 10 minutes, and it's just power motivation. And so those are a little bit different from what we do every single week. And those are throughout the week. So you'll get a couple extra episodes. Honestly, listen to the last one you did. I had no idea you were even doing them. Cool, so eh? like, it was a surprise when like you just did a little sneak peek and I was like, man, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And it's pretty hard to come up with stuff on the fly all the time. So if you guys could please just <laughs> support you. Well, this is more premeditated. It's true. hundred percent. Um, all right. Okay. Sweet. Thank you. Life must go on. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>